and here we are again for another fantastic all-star studded edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Yours truly, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, hitting you over these airwaves right now. Joining me for the, uh, I don't know how many weeks in a row now, uh, Evan Leepak, sports reporter. You're like, what, coming up on seven months now at this job? Nine months. Yeah, September, I got here January... January 5th was like your kind of like your... First day, January 5th, yeah. January 5th was your first day, 7th-ish, 5th, I think. Something like that. We went to Venturi on like January 2nd, that was fun. Got to meet Mrs. Leepak, she's a fine... Yeah, the weather sucked at that point, let me tell you. Guess what, it's going to stink again again in uh, January too. I was really questioning my decision at that point. I would have as well. You met me, probably because you met me and you were like, what am I doing here with this guy? Who's this goofball? Yeah, he talks way too much. Like, like, well, get used to it, bud. Um, I'm still not used to it. That's fine. Uh, this is a uh, uh, an awesome addition, I think, of the podcast. Loaded. Content everywhere. We had so much going on in the last week that I forgot certain things that happened. Uh, we have to lead off, though. Michiana has a gold medalist, and his name is Sam Grew. Sam Grew from Middlebury, Northridge alum, Notre Dame alum, Paralympian, won in the T-63 high jump competition at the Tokyo Paralympics Tuesday morning bright and early I was there not in Tokyo that would have been cool um I was there watching it with the Gru family his parents his grandparents uncle aunt uh they had cinnamon rolls they had coffee they had some fruit which I did not eat because I ate none of it I ate none of it I I did that cinnamon rolls was tempting they were tempting I, I, I would have definitely grabbed a cinnamon roll I held off um, I'm obviously watching my calories, as you can tell by my. You well, know, what'd you eat before that? You I had said some you Cheerios, some Cheerios in the morning to kind of get me through, and I had a coffee, uh, coffee, and um, yeah, hot, and but hot dogs. I tell you what, <laughs> no, no hot dogs, no hot dogs. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man. Um, and I said this like to everybody in the office yesterday, so this is like going to be repeat stuff for Sheila, our our venerable podcast producer, but. Uh, watching Sam Grew win the gold medal with his family was the coolest thing I've ever covered in my life. And it's one of the coolest moments of my life, period. Like, that was truly amazing to watch that with those people. And the way it unfolded, too, where, you know, we got to the final three. They're at the 1.86 meter mark, which is about six feet. And, you know, he misses his first two jumps. So he has to get the third one to, like, keep on going. And he just gets over and he makes it. And he gets the final two with the guy who he lost to from India in 2016 and in Rio at the Paralympics. And these two guys have gone back and forth, you know, for five, six years trading world championships, gold medals, all these things. And it's coming down to this. And then the uh, they both missed their first two jumps. The guy from India, whose name I cannot pronounce, I'm not even going to try. Um, it's a lot of let. No, it's just a lot of letters, and like I'm mm-hmm. just not gonna try to butcher it. Um, he missed his third one, and so it literally came down to that last jump. It was if Sam makes it, he's a gold medalist, and if he doesn't, he has to settle for silver again because uh, the rules and a high jump is if neither competitor can clear the height that it's at, the tiebreaker is most or the least amount of misses, and Sam had one more miss than the Indian guy. So he would have lost again to the same guy five years later 
at the Paralympics. And uh, so he makes that jump and Sam clears it like he wins, like he won the gold medal. It's like all that years of training, hard work, you know, dedication, right? It comes down to literally one jump and he got it. It was it was unbelievable to watch that happen live um, and to be in that living room with all those people, man, who like, I mean, that's his closest family members, right? And they're going crazy. Uncle Rich is crying, man. Like he's making me almost cry. Like he's that emotional. Like I'm feeling the emotions. It was hard not to feel something, you know, like we're as journalists, we're supposed to stay like relatively, you know, neutral. We're supposed to be neutral and like not show that many emotions, but like, man, like it was really hard not to feel something watching those people go absolutely crazy when he won. I mean, seriously, it was amazing. It was, it was an incredible moment, powerful moment. Uh, something I will always remember for the rest of my life. That was that was definitely worth waking up at 5 a.m. to watch. Like, get up at 5 a.m., get ready to be at that place by 6.30. That was worth it and then some to watch that last, uh, how was it last night? <laughs> yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. That was unbelievable. Your days are just running together. Yes, yeah, so yesterday was, Tuesday was a very long day. <laughs> but it was incredibly worth it. Uh, and we have a gold medalist, man, Mer- Middlebury, Indiana. How about that? He's He's the best you know, Paralympian high jumper in the world, like the last five, six years, like this solidifies everything that he's, he's done. This is the last thing he needed to cap off. I think he said, I think I read somewhere that he might uh, go back to, for Paris in 2024. Um, I would be, I wouldn't be That's shocked. what a family member said, right? What? Didn't uh, his grandmother say something about, oh, you got to be back in three yeah, years? Yeah, I got an email from my grandma, uh, from uh, the grandma, Julie, she said that we look forward to having you in our living room in three years. So I got to be there, I guess. If he's going to be there in Paris, then I got to be there, I guess. So Still got to be here in Goshen in three years. I, How does we'll that see. feel? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, uh, yeah, just just awesome. And like I, I, like, I started in 2018 here, obviously, so I wasn't here when he first was going through his osteosarcoma cancer battle, and he kind of became, you know, involved with Notre Dame football in the 2012 season going through all that, you know, and then he obviously becomes this, you know, great Paralympian, wins the world championship in 2015, wins silver Paralympics in 16, wins the world championship in 2017, you know, so I kind of came in here later in his career, uh, wasn't necessarily following it a ton in 2019 when he won the world title again, Um, and then obviously the Olympics last year got canceled, so we didn't have it, so we got pushed back, but so I only met him for the first time in July when I wrote the story, like kind of previewing his Paralympics, but he was awesome, man. He let me come out to a practice, stayed there for a couple hours, watched him practice. Um, it was fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, and his whole family was super supportive. Like the dad was like totally cool with letting me come over and watch with them. Like that's a big, you know, it's a, not an easy thing to like just let some random person into your house. So this is a big moment. Like the mom, Michelle, she was like, crazy like energy like the whole morning like nervous you know like that could be like a you know you know a sign of like maybe like we shouldn't let anybody else in because we want to be this with our family but you know the fact that Julie the grandma even emailed me saying like we really appreciated you being there like we really enjoyed your story you captured it well like that that was cool that's cool for me like that makes it that makes it worth it you know so um, and all those Facebook likes, huh? I do. I, we broke the Facebook page, I think, at Goshen News. I don't think we've ever had a post that big. I mean, Sheila, you've been here for a, a lot, little longer than us, but that's a record, I think, for like f- Facebook likes and shares and maybe not shares, but likes for sure. 
uh, people reached that reached number that we can only see. I think it's like near four hundred thousand right now. Like that's crazy. Um, people like when people do good things. Believe it or not, like they like much, a good feel good story. As much as as much as like social media can be pretty negative, man. Like when people do good things, like people like that, and like so. Uh, an incredible moment. Congrats to Sam, gold medalist. I mean, feels like almost lost and all that. It's like, yeah, he won a gold medal. Like, that's amazing. Like, it's, how many people can say they've won gold medals? You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty incredible. It's a pretty short list relative to, like, all the people that have ever lived. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, congratulations to him. Now he gets to go back to Michigan, Ann Arbor, and uh, continue med-, med school at the University of Michigan. So, no breaks. No breaks for the world champ. And, um, yeah, just an awesome moment yesterday, man. That was great. So, that's it. I think that's all I got for Sam Grew. You got anything you I want hope to add? So. <laughs> I hope that's all you got. I mean, I obviously, mean, that's really I could talk cool. about it for hours. I'd just be saying the same thing over and over again, so. I just like the fact that he's from, you know, Middlebury. Very small town. Who would have thought, you know? So, right. so, it makes the story even better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So Yeah, 10-year journey for him, pretty much, from getting diagnosed to to yesterday. I mean, that was the, you know, culmination of so much. So that's what, that's what, uh, the uncle said, you know, Rich, he's like, I just think about where we were at 10 years ago, you know, him being diagnosed with cancer at six, you know, 13 years old. It's terrifying. I, you know, I couldn't imagine, you know? Yep. So, and the fact that he's here, he's still alive. is amazing. The fact that he's doing what he's doing is also incredible. So and this um, was something he got into after right. he lost his leg. He, he didn't do track and growing up, you know, so he played football and basketball and, you know, finally got into track, you know, and I mean, he's, he's a gold medalist, man, for a Team USA. Like, that's really cool. So uh, congratulations to him and all the success. Congratulations to all the Gru family. I'm sure they're on cloud nine still from that yesterday. Um, they're on cloud eight and a half. They've come down. They're slightly down. They're slightly down. So, yeah. Well, when, when athletes from our area weren't winning gold medals, they had, we had some other ones doing some pretty cool things as well. Uh, let's, let's quickly kind of go through the football recap from last week. Um, we had some history at Goshen High School Friday night, uh, and not just because it was their first win by 50-plus points since 1999. Um, Grace Kircher, sophomore, she's on the girls' soccer JV team. She's also a kicker on the JV football team. She got in the varsity game and kicked off in the varsity football game. She is the first known female athlete to play in a varsity football game in Goshen High School history. Uh, so congrats to Grace. Uh, we'll have more about her later in the show. There's a tease right there for you. That is correct. She, she, might, have, uh, she might have won some, some awards or something uh, that we maybe have started last week. Um, so That's right. Um, Goshen won 61-0. So it's like a cherry on top. The yeah. fact that Grace had this cool opportunity, did this milestone. Think, I mean, South Bend Clay was, you know, Bad. it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. And they showed up, what, like four minutes before kickoff or whatever yeah. to make it even the, worse? The buses got there late, so they didn't get on the field to warm up until five minutes before kick. Yeah. So it's good for you that there was a running clock pretty quick because deadline would have been uh, not so great otherwise. We should, have, we should have had it. The game should have been done at... 8.30 and not 9.20. The band also took extra time at halftime for senior night, so that got delayed. And, uh, yeah, it was an interesting evening, to say the least. Um, but congratulations, Grace. Uh, we don't really need to talk about Goshen winning that game. It was an abysmal, yeah. 
It just it happened. 61 nothing. Good for the Red Hawks. Is this her first year on varsity? Yes. Yes. So, cool. um, Northridge looked good again. They beat South Bend St. Joe 39 to 14. Micah Hochstetler, he was also nominated for Athlete of the Week this past week. Um, he had a good game, three total touchdowns. Raiders are now ranked number eight in the Class 4A polls, so uh, they're looking strong. Chad Epley's got that group ready to go, and you know they get a couple conference games here to start you know, with the season. Wallace C. Plymouth back-to-back weeks. It's, those are two very winnable games for them, so they could easily be 4-0. I mean, they could be 4-0. Are you going to make that prediction? As I put my... Four and O oh with my yep. hands. Everyone at home can see you do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Plymouth is pretty abysmal from what I've seen record-wise the first two games. Mm-hmm. And while we see they put up a good fight against West Noble, but West Noble isn't quite as good as Northridge. So it's going to be a tough task for Wawasee to win. So it'd be hard for me to believe that Northridge isn't going to be 4-0. But, I mean, you never know. But right. the way they're the way they're playing... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to see that they'll probably be 4-0 for right. sure. So mm-hmm. You have to play the game still, obviously. And there's going to be some emotion, I think, on Friday. You know, Chad Apley, the Northridge coach, he's a Wallace grad and he's coaching against Wallace for the first time. And, you know, I don't know if Wallace will get up to play. You know, Chad, obviously, it wasn't like he graduated last year or anything, you know. So he's far enough removed from Wallace. He's even said it, you know, to me today when I talked to him. Uh, he just said, like, yeah, we're – you know, I'm I'm not a warrior anymore. I'm a raider. Like this is what I do. Like I I don't really have like I know Coach Rudabu, but like I don't really, you know, like have much connection to the Wabasis anymore. So it's this is just another game, you know, like because it's obvious it's the easy it's the easy question to ask, right? And that's why I asked it because I'm just taking because you like to ask easy, easy questions. Yep, <laughs> get the easy question out of the way about co- playing against your alma mater, you know. Um, but yeah, they got a good chance to start four and zero. And I don't know who they play in week five. I should have looked that up. That was my mistake. Um, but it's probably going to be someone good. Um, whether someone it be better. Warsaw, Mishawaka, or Concord. They only would have four more games that, or five more, you know, either Mishawaka, Warsaw, Concord, Goshen, or Northwood. And those are all good games. Uh, at least on paper. Who knows with Goshen? But, you know, they're 2 0 right now. They got votes in the 5A poll somehow. Did they really? They got two votes in the AP 5A poll. I'm going to guess it was two voters from, like, the southern part of the state who just see scores and are like, wow, Goshen won 61 nothing." Watch out Friday, man. Could they pull off the upset of the century? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I have a strong feeling, um, but we'll see. Mishawaka looks like a force right now. So, uh, one more game, a couple more games from this past Friday. I want to hit on Concord. They get back on track. They beat Jimtown 14 nothing. Amarion Moore uh, with the big, big game for them. He had a pick six at the end to seal it. Uh, they're one and one. Jimmies are struggling a little bit. Six total points in two games for the Jimmies. Uh, Minutemen offense maybe isn't flourishing as well, but there looks like they're maybe starting to figure it out a little bit. So also their defense is keeping them in games one yeah. way or the other through the first two weeks. Yeah, they I think giving up a lot of points at all. So right, I think a lot of focus with them preseason was just all that offensive production coming back, but their defense has been the story probably so far the first two weeks for them. So they, they look good. Uh, and then Northwood. We talked about them on the podcast last week, playing East Noble, and then seven hours later, the game got canceled. So yep. we're not going to try to jinx Northwood again, but here we go. Um, they were supposed to play East Noble Wednesday, and then at 7.45 p.m., uh, they had to cancel the game because East Noble High School 
shut down for a week due to COVID issues at the school. They couldn't, it wasn't safe for anybody to be there. So they just postponed, canceled all in-person and extracurricular activities. This left Northwood kind of scrambling a little bit uh, to try to find a game. And fortunately for them, by like Wednesday around 4 or Thursday at 4 p.m. last week, they got Logansport added to the schedule, two 4A schools there. So the Panthers went down to the uh, home of the Berries. Berries. B-E-R-R-I-E-S. The home of the Berries. Not like a berry, like the Berry Manilows, not them, but Berries. Like Yeah, what's their mascot? Some um, cartoon. Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat, Felix yeah. the Cat. He's the oldest mascot in the state of Indiana. And that's why he's still the mascot. Yep. I think it should be changed. You can't change it now. But it's been like so long. You can't change it it's now. It's like a classic. You right. Know? You can't get rid of something like that. You can't. There's gonna be, there'll be a lot of uproar. You know, so I agree. Um, Northwood lost eighteen fifteen. I don't know how much you can read into that because both teams had no time to prepare, right? And like both teams run unique offenses. Logan Sport runs like a wishbone, run heavy offense. Northwood is more spread it out, you know. So eighteen fifteen game with no time to prepare. I, I'm going to call that a wash. Like I don't know if that's indicative of what Northwood is this year. Logan Sport's a decent team. They're they're going in the right direction. They won a sectional last year. They went three and six in the regular season, but won their sectional. You know, won three games in the sectional too. So it wasn't like they had a bye or anything. They really won their sectional. Um, so I don't know what to make of uh, that game. I think we're going to really try to hopefully find out what Northwood is this week when they play Concord. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of where I stand on that Northwood uh, game on Friday. So I would agree with that. I think it's going to be low scoring though, likely. Because that's just kind of the way it's been for both Northwood and Concord. Mm-hmm. So it could end up being like a 17-14 type game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, so we got games this week. We just talked a little bit Northwood-Concord. Both teams struggling a little offensively. Um, so, yeah, and Northwood, I mean, they love playing defense down there. So, like, that's always going to be a strong suit usually for the black crunch. Um, so, and then the Minutemen, we'll see. It's, at, it's, in, it's in Dunlap, so, you know – Think home field advantage for Concord. Uh, that's one of the four NLC games this week. Uh, we also have Goshen, we mentioned. They're hosting Mishawaka. Cavemen are ranked number five in the Class 5A poll. Goshen received votes, so it's a battle of two of the top 15 teams in Class 5A, according to the AP. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, Goshen, this is a game, I think, for Goshen where I don't think they're going to win. Just gonna say it, and if if anyone gets upset at me, sorry. Um, Come on, like, man, you're the Goshen News. Kyle How are you Park, gonna say Kyle that? Kyle Park yells at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I mean, they're not the favorite on paper. Let's just say that. Um, Justin Fisher has that Mishawaka triple option offense humming, 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 humming right now. Yep. They beat Elkhart 28 nothing last week. They beat Mishawaka Marion 43-15 in week one. And both those teams are like pretty good. Yeah, they're not. Good they're not wins. pushovers. Not push, especially <laughs> Elkhart. That's a really good win for for them. Um, this is a good baseline test for Goshen in terms of like, are they going to be respectable? You know, like they haven't won a conference game since 2017. This is a team, a program that has been embarrassed in pretty much every NLC game they've played the last three seasons. I'm not saying you know they're going to keep it close on Friday. I like the, but if they're not, if they look presentable. As dumb as that sounds, they have a chance, like, to be okay. Like, there's a couple games on their schedule this year. Plymouth, the rest of the way at least, Plymouth and Wawasee are conference games they could win. 
you know, if the ball bounces your the right way against Northwood, maybe you win that one too. Like, this is a game though. This this game, in a sense, is kind of like that baseline for Goshen of like, okay, are we going in the right direction? If they don't look like boys playing against men on Friday night, then maybe the program is going in the right direction. I'm not saying they have to keep it close, but like, if they don't just look completely outmatched, they're technically playing men. It's the cavemen. Stop. <laughs> They're not the cave boys, but uh, I think if they keep the point differential in the teens, that's a win. Oh my god, that'd be like doing cartwheels. I think. Yeah, that's. I a mean, win. if it's within three scores, like twenty-one points, I guess. So in the teens, right? That's that would be amazing for Goshen. Now, if it's thirty-five nothing after the first quarter, Mishawaka, and then they score two garbage time touchdowns, and then we're. I don't think it'll be that semantics, bad. but like, yeah, I mean. Look, Goshen's defense has forced, like, 13 turnovers in the first two games. Like, they're playing well on that side of the ball. And, again, Fairfield and Clay aren't the best indicators of maybe how good your defense is. But they're going to be playing with confidence, at least, Goshen. Like, this is the most confident I bet you this team has felt in four years. So, if they could carry that, if that means anything, you know, hopefully they can carry that and keep it a game, especially playing at home. Like, you hope that there's a good home crowd turnout, right, and, like, Mishawaka will bring some fans, unlike Clay. I think Clay brought, like, five fans. It was sad. Um, yeah. There's so, no reason. I mean, sadly, there's really no reason to support them. Someone, someone said that Clay should just play JV the rest of the year. Like, they should play a JV schedule, and that's probably fair. They only have 23 players, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal for a varsity football team. No. No, everyone's playing both ways, so pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um We'll see that. We'll see about that. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Northridge hosts Wallasey. I'm pretty convinced that Northridge will cruise in that one. Uh, Raiders have looked very good, and uh, kudos. I mean, we know. I know we talked about it already, but like kudos to Chad Epley, man. New coach, young guy, 26, and you know, there's a lot of question mark, a lot of ro- lot of roster turnover. You got a new quarterback, new weapons, pretty much everywhere on both sides of the ball. And they look like they haven't missed a beat from last year. Like, this is like... Again, the Adams and St. Joe maybe aren't the best teams. But they're not terrible. They're average. Right. They're 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 going to be, you know, three, four win teams. So, like, it's not like beating Clay. No offense to Clay again. But, like, it's like an anti-Clay. It's like beating <laughs> I, I up on Clay. I think at this point it's just... It's offense. I offense. Think. I think yeah. offense. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so Wallace is another game. They should probably win, and then Plymouth, and then, like we said, they go from there. So, um, and then the other NLC game, Plymouth at Warsaw. So Warsaw win that one, I think, pretty comfortably. Yep. Uh, so there, it, on paper, there there appears to be three kind of mismatches this week in NLC, right? Mishawaka, Goshen, Northridge, Wallace, Warsaw, Plymouth, with Northwood, Concord kind of being the toss-up game this week yep. in the conference. Um, I like to think we have a pretty good idea of who's going to win those other three, but. You never know. It's why you play the games, right? I mean, Goshen girls soccer last night beat Warsaw 3-2, and they weren't supposed to beat Warsaw 3-2. So That's why you play. That's why you play the games. So, And then other games from our coverage area schools. Uh, Fairfield is home again. They play Central Noble. Uh, not an NECC game. They're both in the NECC, but not an NECC game because they're big and small. Big and small. Same thing with uh, Lakeland and Prairie Heights. Lakeland and Prairie Heights, it's a rivalry game that Lakeland has won, I think, 29 years in a row. So, really? Yes. Is it like one of their only wins they usually get? Yeah. At least recently? Yeah. 
They play for like the old bucket, I think is the uh, rivalry. They play for like a milk 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 can or something. It's like kind of fun. Milk can. But they are LaGrange County rivals, and uh, Lakeland has won a lot of them in a row. So it's kind of like the rivalry between the hammer and the nail. So Lakers can pick up their first dub. Yeah, that'd be nice for them. They almost beat Churubusco mm-hmm. on Friday. Lost by one point. That's a tough loss for them. Fairfield's 0-2-2. They're coming off a loss to South Bend Adams. Tough loss for them, too. So, And then uh, West Noble goes to Eastside. Thoughts and prayers to the Chargers. Uh, that's that's <laughs> a tough one, man. That's tough. They're already battling injury issues, and you know, and now you got to go to Eastside. At least they won last week. I mean, at least they beat Wabasee. Um I know it wasn't much of a game in sense of like things happening, but they did win. You were there, mm-hmm. um, so hey, you never know. You play, play the games, right? Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about five of the seven games on our. If it comes down to a field goal, though, West Noble has the advantage. <laughs> well, if he kicks him straight, yeah, yeah, if he kicks him straight. But see, he's Kimeko, got the man. leg. He's got the leg. There's no doubt about that. It was so crazy. They really. They're at like the 40-yard line, if not a little behind the 40-yard line, maybe a couple yards. It's almost a 60-yard field goal try. They just send him out there at the it's end amazing. of ha- like at the end of the first half, just like go for it. Did he get close? He got blocked. Oh, but you have to hit it low to go 60 yards. He took like five field goal, he five field goal attempts on Friday. Made mm-hmm. a couple of them. Yeah, but he almost made a 47-yarder, just a little short. Yeah, he's got the leg. There's no doubt about that. But uh, he looks like he should be like some uh, playing some other position, like tight end or something. Or he's de- a big defensive kid. He's a big kid. Could be defensive end. He plays he's soccer. Like six five. Yeah. Doesn't he play basketball? He's a. Uh, he played some basketball last year. But he he he's mostly a soccer player for them. So okay. I'm pretty sure he played basketball from what I remember. I think he did as well. So I it's just escaping me at this moment. So. Um, but so yeah, yeah so secret weapon could throw him out there, maybe tight end, sh- maybe play both ways, play yeah. with all three ways, special teams, right. offense, and defense. Why not, man? Um, so that's uh, that's the schedule this week. Should be an interesting uh, slate. We're covering three NLC games. You'll be at Northwood Concord with Mr. Leepak in attendance. How about that? Glenn's mm. showing up. Um, I'll have him write the story. See how you yeah. think, think uh, about that. If, anything, <laughs> if I can't notice any differences, then there's uh, an issue, I think. I think um, you will notice a few differences. <laughs> it'd be like, but it was totally rad, that game. Totally man. rad. Yeah. He'll be, I, in, he'll be in the stands minding his own business. I'll be at uh, Mishawaka Goshen, and we'll have Steve Crod down over at uh, Middlebury. Second straight week, he's covering Northridge at their home field against uh, Wawasee. So. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, let's go through some other area kind of standouts. This is where the, we do that, I guess, at this point in the podcast now. Uh, Wallacey Volleyball, man, they're still hot. They're 10-0 and now. They beat Manchester Monday night or Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And they have yet to drop a set. Won the Westview invite. Uh, four matches, eight sets total. They are looking really, really good right now, the Warriors, man. Watch out. It's amazing that they haven't lost a set. I mean, right. that, that's the thing that... They've played 10 games and haven't lost a set yet. Right. And they're playing some decent teams. You know, the schedule hasn't been the hardest necessarily. They haven't had to, like, play a Penn or a Northwood yet. or But they're, st- they're still beating some good teams. Like, this, you know, this is a team that could easily win that section at yep. this point. So. They haven't, like, they haven't blown everyone out they've played as far as all these sets. Mm-hmm. What makes it more impressive is some of these sets that come back, you know, it really shows the maturity of Jeff Phillips' team mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yep. So that makes it even more impressive. But when they have all that experience, a lot of juniors and seniors in important spots, 
that's what's going to happen. So right, right. Um, so yeah, they're they're playing well. They're gearing up for their NLC kind of schedule to start. Uh, NLC cross country got underway last night. The conference does two round robin styled invites now. They used to have like you know t- three teams run against each other or two teams run against each other, like how golf is. But they changed it last year to where it's like two like mini invites where they like score it where like Goshen is running against Northridge and then Goshen's also running against Mishawaka and Goshen's also running against Concord. Like they scored as if everyone's going one-on-one, but they're all just running the same race together. That makes mm-hmm. sense? Yes. Not really. Um, to an extent. Yes. So, like technically, Goshen went 7-0 and last night on the boys' side and Northridge girls went 7-0 and as well. Northridge girls, that's big because last year Warsaw won the conference in girls cross country. Goshen is the defending conference champion on the boys' side, uh, and they were expected to do well. And pretty much, I think the boys' side went about as we expected. Goshen was one, Northridge second. Um, I believe Warsaw was third. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Northwood fourth, Concord fifth. So that's about what I, what I figured would be. And then the girls, though, that's a big that's a big win for Northridge on the girls' side to beat Warsaw in the first one of these round robins. Um, they ran over on Oxbow Park, and, and uh, I think it's technically in Elkhart or technically in Goshen. I'm not sure. It's on that. I think it's, it's on the line. Goshen. Yeah, I think it's Goshen. Technically too. Goshen, but mm-hmm. barely. Right. Barely. The line is like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so good starts for them. The second round robin mega two thing weeks. is in September 14th. Yep, two weeks from now uh, at Warsaw. So they'll go down to Warsaw, all the teams, and run down there. So good starts for Goshen. Uh, Drew Hogan won the individual boys race uh, from Goshen. Fifteen fifty nine was his time. I did not see who won the girls race. So I apologize to whoever won the individual girls race. They didn't get a shout out here because I did not see those full results. Sorry. Who's um, to blame? Whoever didn't send the email. Um, <laughs> uh, girls golf. We got Northwood closing in on an NLC title. Uh, Death Taxes, Northwood Girls Golf winning the NLC. Uh, this will be the 10th right. time out of 11 seasons. They've already clinched a share. So no, no matter what, this is the 10th time in 11 years they have at least clinched a share of the NLC in some way, shape, or form, whether it be regular season or the tournament. So they're 6-0. and They can win it outright tomorrow, Thursday, at Concord. They're playing at McCormick Creek. You'll be there to kind of check out the – Panthers uh, putting the finishing touches on another NLC championship. So I'll get to see the the well-oiled machine in person. Looking forward to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Had a Northwood girls go all for finish second in our, uh, you know. Yes, Sybil Stilson was second yeah. in Athlete of the Week. Yes. So, so yeah. So she, she deserved she, it with her performance. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Northwood, once again, man, they're good in, in girls golf and the real test will be for them. You know, they're, they're sectional. They should win. Uh, the regional is where it's going to be fun with them. Penn, uh, Fort Wayne Carroll, uh, Homestead. So you got four teams kind of jacking for three spots. It feels like Penn and Homestead are going to go. So it's going to really come down to Northwood and Carroll on that Saturday. That's third Saturday. And uh, the third Saturday or the fourth Saturday? September. The last Saturday of September. We'll just say that. Because uh, the first Saturday in October is the state tournament, so uh, that that Saturday in in Kendallville will be where it comes down to who gets to go to state. It will be fun, uh, you know. For as storied as the program has been, 
they have never gone to state four years in a row. So this would be a huge achievement, and this would give Sybil Stilson and Brie Goss something that other seniors don't have, and that is playing on a state team for straight seasons. So this would be a big moment for them to go down there. It would be pretty historic in that sense. Um, don't know how they would perform at state, but to make it four straight years, it's not happened at Northwood. So that yeah. would be a pretty awesome accomplishment for them. Just getting there is huge. Right. Overall. Right. So, so yeah. Um, we have some other ranked teams I want to give shout-outs to. Uh, Northridge Boys Soccer, they're up to 12th in the 3A poll. They tied Goshen 1-1 on Saturday night by playing with a man down for an hour. That was really impressive. And uh, Northridge, man, it's we talk a lot about we, we we talked a lot about how they lost all these starters and. And the first these, game was like, oh no, they lost, they lost three you know, nothing. Three, and everyone's losing to Chesterton probably like that. But kudos to Lawrence Baltazar, man, getting that team like turned around. Like they they look like contenders in the NLC again. Like they, I know they weren't going to be terrible. I was a little skeptical of the ranking. I was like, okay, are they just ranked because they're Northridge? But they're playing up to like being a top 15 team in 3A. Like, this is a team that could, you know, contend for that sectional with Penn and Elkhart. Like, this is a team that's really, really solid. They play good defense, especially when they were a man down. Their goalkeeper, uh, Diego Campos, man, what He's a great. stud. He's what a great. stud. He, he, he saved, no pun intended, that game for them on Saturday. And then they beat West Oval on Tuesday. So, like, they're playing well. They're 5-2-1. Like, that's crazy. Like, kudos to Lawrence and getting those guys ready to go, man. That's, that's a fantastic coaching job and good good by staff and those players stepping up you know so they put on their hard hats and got to work like he said Mm -hmm. he didn't seem too confident after that first game seemed pretty disappointed but uh, obviously things have changed for the better in a a good way that's for sure Mm -hmm. and then also we have northwood boys soccer ranked in the 2a poll still they were checked in at 14th this week they're struggling a little bit um injuries and suspensions apparently and you were there on saturday when they lost to concord Five uh, one, but they they beat Lakeland eight nothing. Lakeland is uh, not great. Um, <laughs> no offense to the Lakers, no offense. Um, just not they're struggling. Just all the offense. They're struggling a little you bit. Just continue to say no offense. <laughs> you can't say no offense uh, as much as you do. I thought Northwood was ranked a little high preseason. Just they lost a lot of talent. New coach. I knew there was going to be some growing pains. Um, their biggest issue appears is giving up. When they give up one goal, they give up, like, three goals, like, you know, in a 10-minute. That's what happened against Concord. You were there on Saturday. Yeah? Yep. It was just kind of like a snowball effect because Northwood took that early lead. They had the early, you know, confidence, momentum. But then Concord quickly uh, tied the game in that first half, and then it was kind of all Concord from there. I will say that Northwood did a good job of keeping it tied going into halftime. But then the Minutemen scored four goals in the second half mm-hmm. and eventually won 5-1. Andreas Dixon, Miguel Aguilar scored all the goals. They were studs. They Very looked good. good so Yeah, so um, Concord, I believe they're back in action tonight against Warsaw, Wednesday night tonight. Um, yeah, that would be tough. They play Goshen after that too. So Yeah, the NLC, man, it's a tough conference for soccer. Man, boys soccer and girls yeah. soccer, it's tough. Like There's some good, four or five good teams each year. In the NLC, it seems like, you know, Concord, Northridge, Goshen, Warsaw, you know, Plymouth boys last year won the conference, you know, so like, it's just, you never know, like the NLC is always tough. This area has become really good at soccer the last decade or so, you know, Goshen won a state title on the boys side, you know, multiple 
girls boys teams have made regional final appearances this is a tough NLC area and in, in general with, with like Elkhart and Penn and um, it's kind of fun to watch I mean if you love soccer it's good good soccer to watch so. soccer country I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of soccer but I have enjoyed covering it so far I'm yeah not gonna lie. it is fun to cover so uh, also in soccer speaking of soccer on the girls side Westview cracked to the top 20 on the girls poll they're 17th in class 1A uh, they appear to maybe be their sectional favorite. I know it's early. It's very early. Uh, but Bethany Christian, Mariah Stolzfus broke her foot, and she's out for the whole soccer season. So that really hampers their chances of winning um, a sectional title. They're hoping to gather her back for basketball season. She's good at basketball. She's very good so. at basketball. I talked to Hank Willems, their coach, last night, and he said basically, you know, um, you know, even if she can come back for soccer at the end, we, we almost – don't want her to come back like just focus on basketball like be ready for basketball season you know so you know Bethany is still going to be there man they're 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 a tough out and Hank's going to have them coached well I know they're going to be ready to go by the sectional Uh, they're struggling a little bit right now but I'm confident that Bethany and Westview should the bracket fall right that should be the sectional final again uh sure it was semifinal last year should be the final this year in that sectional so right but kudos to the Warriors. I didn't mean to make that about Bethany, but the Warriors are the, the ranked team here. Good start for them. Uh, their only loss was to Goshen, I believe. So they have, you know, Wabasee isn't strong, but they beat them, and they've got a couple nice wins. Um, so, yeah, good for them, um, ranked. And then in boys' tennis, we still have Westview at 17, and Northridge fell two spots to tied for 19th. They were uh, six, or 17th, and Westview was 16th in the first poll. So, but they both technically fell a little, just a little bit, not too much. They're still top 20 teams. Um, Westview cruised past West Oble on Monday. Northridge destroyed Mishawaka on Tuesday. Uh, those are, hey, West Oble is playing well, but Westview is another another beast. Um, so, yeah, um, those are our ranked teams. I believe Fairfield Volleyball is still ranked in the 2A poll, but I have to pay to see that, and I don't want to pay to see it. So, um, Pay to see it through what? You have to. It's like a new ranking they've developed, and it's like on a website you have to pay like ten bucks a month for. It's like a volleyball Indiana volleyball website. So maybe I'll eventually pay for it for like two months and then get rid of it till next year. Are you a uh, FWAA member? No. I looked into it last night. It's only fifty dollars for a year. How about that? I think I might do it. Football Writers Association of America. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you need to do, man. You get a uh, complimentary speak- subscription to 24-7 Sports. That's pretty good. Speaking of football. What about it? Notre Dame. Sunday night. The reason I would be a member of yes, the Yes, the reason FWA. why you would join the FWA is for not for Goshen High School football, but for <laughs> Notre Dame football. Yeah. They are playing Florida State's game week, baby. You went through your first game week media like availabilities this past week. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Um, I'm feeling That's it. great. Okay. I'm feeling that uh, Notre Dame. They're only they're only favored by uh, seven and a half, mm. which the spread's only seven and a half, which is a bit of a surprise to me. I realize that it's a road game, opening week, you know, opening weekend, Sunday night. But I, I have a hard time believing Notre Dame will only win by that much. I know they'll win for sure, in my opinion. Florida State has been playing really badly the last few seasons, obviously. Mm. Much to my uh, enjoyment, I've enjoyed watching them crash and burn, obviously. But yeah, I think it'll I think it'll be a, not a close game. I think they win by at least two scores, if not three. Yeah, I feel like the general consensus 
in my brain at least. Um, feels like the Louisville opener two years ago. They opened on that Monday night in Louisville, Labor Day night. They could start slow. Like that, they right. did that, and game. they started kind of slow that night. And Louisville was kind of hanging around, but then Notre Dame won thirty-five seventeen. Like if this game is thirty-five seventeen Sunday, like that's that's kind of what I am feeling at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna beat Toledo. I think they're gonna beat Purdue, and then it gets fun. We talked about that before. That's the five-week stretch with Wisconsin and Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, USC, USC and North Carolina flipped. Flip flipped. Um, you that five-game stretch you, is the difference. You blank C right? USC UNC is too close. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then they close out with four games. They should probably win, right? Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. So. You know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm gonna think they're gonna go ten and two this year. That's what I've been saying too. Yeah, I think they're I think they'll probably lose. I think they're gonna beat Wisconsin. I think they're gonna beat Wisconsin. I think they'll lose to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati might be the real deal, actually. Especially if Cincinnati beats Indiana, they're gonna have extra motivation to beat Notre Dame to prove like, hey, we do belong in this conversation of a playoff team. So they need it. They almost need it more than Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame get away with a loss and get in the playoffs still in most years. Right. Right? Cincinnati needs to win that game. Um, and I think they might lose to North Carolina. Like, depending on what North Carolina – like, they're such an enigma to me because, like, Sam Howell is fantastic at their quarterback spot. But, like, if they, like, you know, maybe, they could be a team to me. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they struggle. And I have no evidence really to back up that vibe. But, like, it's just like North Carolina, like, doesn't feel like a team that should – you don't see them ranked that high ever. And I know they're really good. They were good last year. Notre Dame beat them last year in Chapel Hill. So, like, it's a good team. It's a good, But, like, it just feels like, man, if they lose a game, they could lose a game or two, you know, like somewhere there. And maybe that isn't as marquee. But as of now, like, North Carolina, Cincinnati, the home winning streak will be snapped. So Watch out for uh, that road game against Virginia Tech. I'll end up saying that, oh, watch out. It could be a trap game. And then they uh, – they end up winning by like four touchdowns, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's hard to play over there at that stadium when it's when it's popping like it should be this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. We will see. Uh, so yeah, you have any predictions? You want to give another name season prediction? I also think it's going to be a ten and two season. I was before going to fall camp and watching all the practices and everything. I was thinking more along the lines of nine and three, eight and four, but. The talent is still there. I know they're replacing a lot in certain spots. They they're missing obviously quarterback change. A lot of their offensive line changed. A couple key pieces on defense changed. But there's just too much talent for me, even with the tougher schedule, for them to lose mm-hmm. three or four games. So I think I think they'll go ten and two yeah. as well. Yeah. So that'll probably get them in the discussion for a New Year's Six bowl game at a minimum. You know, one of the at-large ones as a fiesta and the peach fiesta. bowl fiesta and the peach bowl are the at-larges this year peach so bowl. we'll see uh if they get to one of those you know they're gonna have if they're if they're 10 and 2 they're gonna have enough marquee wins in theory to play a new year six game you know because that means they're beating a combination of wisconsin usc notre, no, notre dame they beat notre dame they, they won beat, the spring game they um, beat themselves they won the, they did win the spring game uh you know, they're gonna beat a combination of wisconsin cincinnati North Carolina, USC. So in theory, two if you win two of those and lose the other two, that those are two good wins for your resume. So 
Wisconsin has to play Penn State to open this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see how that game goes, and then maybe I'll be like, oh, well, if Wisconsin looks really, really good, then mm-hmm. Notre Dame might be in trouble yeah. in Chicago September mm-hmm. 25th. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We will see. It's my favorite um, thing to say we'll today. See. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll my, see. My favorite thing is, it's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting this week. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be interesting this week? I don't know, but I'm just saying it because it sounds cool. Um, it sounds interesting to say. We have one last thing to get to before we wrap up this somewhat long podcast. Uh, you can thank Sam Grew for making the podcast longer. Um, we have our first ever Athlete of the Week announcement. This is very exciting. The inaugural... Athlete of the Week, Goshen News Athlete of the Week, Grace Kircher, Goshen High School kicker. Congratulations, Grace. Yay! Yeah, congratulations. Claps. Grace Kircher, first female in Goshen High School history to play in a varsity football game. She kicked off the final kickoff of the game with four minutes left in the 61-0 victory over South Bend Clay. It was a great moment. I was there. Uh, people really responded to it well. Huge ovation for her live in the stands. They announced it over the PA system that she was the first ever female to play in a varsity game. Uh, people really liked the story on Twi- on our social media pages as well, which was great. Uh, I'm just like breaking in all the likes and comments on my stories this past just week. Fool man. I got I got to parlay this into something, you know. Fool uh, yourself, pal. But congratulations to Grace. This is the first time we ever did this. Uh, we explained last week we're doing a for- format where we put a poll up online Monday, 11 a.m. Voting goes till about Tuesday at 8 p.m. And uh, we have five nominees each week. You can vote for your favorite athlete to be Athlete of the Week. Uh, for the first first week, we had more than 600 votes. That's pretty awesome, I think. Uh, congrats to Grace on winning. And the Goshen News Athlete of the Week is brought to you by our friends that played against sports. Uh, their location up there in Dunlap, right out in front of the um, right in front of the Concord Mall, uh, played against sports. I've actually gone in there a couple times. I was looking for golf clubs once and uh, did not buy any golf clubs. And my folks got me clubs for Christmas two weeks later. So or Santa Claus did. Sorry, Santa. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So shout out the people at Played Against Sports. Go give them your business. Uh, they are the presenting sponsor for the Goshen News Athlete of the Week. So, congratulations to Grace on winning that. So, Awesome. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, Looking uh, forward to this photo. Yeah. We're, we're going to take, go take. take a photo each week. I made, I'm glad Evan and I are having uh, great hair days to go take this picture. So, you know. Are we? I don't think we are. I, don't, I can't tell. Um, I need a haircut. So, uh, Shave it off. Maybe. I might. can go with the Walter White look. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Nice cultural reference to 2013, bud. That'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week recapping another busy week of prep sports as we kind of, believe it or not, we're kind of like starting to focus some of our attention to postseason, to conference, not really postseason, but conference action is really picking up in the next couple of weeks. This is kind of the fun stretch of the fall where everyone starting to figure out what they are and are they good? Are they not good? What do we need to work on? You know, teams are starting to separate themselves from the pack. This is fun. This is a busy time of the year, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap all of that. Uh, present another athlete of the week and many, many more. Many more things. Many, many more words. <laughs> we'll be back next week.